In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, all the way from East Bridgewater, wherever the hell that is, the queen of East Bridgewater's most haunted, the blonde bombshell herself, wrong way in Kerrigan. <laughs> da, da, da. Ooh, I'm queen this week. I'm yeah, whatever. I'm queen. <laughs> yeah, you're a queen, all right. And how are you, Mr. Outstanding. Ron? Do you know outstanding. why I'm outstanding? Why? Because um, today is a very, very special day. I don't know if you know that. I don't. What's going it on? Is January 19th, it is, it is the birthday of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, neat. Neat. Very neat. Wickedly. <laughs> he is the master of the macabre. Mm-hmm. Never more, never more. <laughs> right, right. And it looks like uh, there'll be never more anymore Poe toasters. So they haven't showed up for two years, the second year in a row. Really? Not good. Yeah. Uh, do you know about the, Do you know about the pole toasters? No. Tell oh, me. And oh, and I live under a rock way out. You like my little water. apprentice? I have to I teach know. you everything. I know. Uh, so sad. So sad. Tell me, sensei. Tell me. <laughs> Since about 1949, someone has been coming to Poe's grave in Baltimore. On his birthday, which is today, mm-hmm. and leaving three roses in a half bottle of cognac. <gasps> yes, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I have heard that. Yes. But they didn't do it? No, second year in a row. That means they're dead. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's lots of theories about it. There's a theory that one guy was doing it, and finally he passed away, and he passed the torch to his sons. But the son's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know how kids are nowadays. Do I <laughs> yeah, have to say like, anymore? Uh, why should I do this crap? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it appears that uh, he may be over and done, which is a oh, shame. That's too bad. Hey, you you know that whole, whole area is, is wicked haunted. Baltimore? No, the whole Poe's apartment there and uh, his grave. I mean, it's oh. a, not in a good section of town. Mm-hmm. But uh, people don't mess with it. Uh, they wow. really don't because, uh, you know, they've seen too many weird things over the years. Mm-hmm. 
You think that somebody out there would be a copycat and, like, just go and do it, don't you think? I mean... Are you volunteering? No, hell no. <laughs> you could be the uh, Poe Toasterette. I'll be the pop tart, whatever. Pop tart, yeah. I like that. The pop tart, yeah. You beat me to it, Ron. Um, Yeah, but you'd think uh, people who pay attention to that stuff, they might have looked at it last year and said, "Oh, they didn't do it. I'm going to go do it next year." You know, I mean, if I lived around there, I would. Why not? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I guess. <laughs> as long as there's alcohol involved, I suppose yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good well, for that. That's why there's only half a bottle of cognac, right? <laughs> exactly, because that's why they call it the toaster. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny, but we actually, uh, it's, it's funny, but the uh, radio show has landed a couple times on his birthday and over the years. Um, uh, when I was with WCCM, we uh, actually had a cake for him, and I brought in three roses and a half right. bottle of cognac, and I actually drank some cognac, and we oh. tried to contact the Digger Allen Poe. Oh, we had, uh, we had this actor call in from Tennessee who uh, he was awesome, and he, he read The uh, Raven. Oh, oh nice. You could just, like, feel the energy and everything else, but uh, we didn't get posted. And, and then the next, another time, we went to one of uh, Poe's local hangouts because uh, you know, whether you know it or not, Poe used to get around quite a bit. I mean, mm -hmm. he used to call Boston home at times. In fact, Lowell as well. So uh, we right. went down one of the bars he used to frequent and uh, we did our little thing on his birthday to try to dig him up and nah, no such luck. Ah, well that's, that is cool. And he used to drink absinthe, which is supposed to supposedly be responsible for some of his writing. That's what I had read. Well, I heard he wasn't a drinker. No? No. In, in fact, uh, he, he couldn't really drink physically. Uh, it was a problem that if he did. <laughs> and you know how when they found him, they found him in someone else's clothes. Really? Yeah. Why? Oh, in you someone didn't else's know clothes. so much. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell me. They don't know. They don't know. There are so many, so many theories and stuff. I mean, that, it really is a cool thing. But That's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the feel we work with, young this lady. This is true. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think you just, like, skirt around the edge of the field, so I don't know. <laughs> yep, I just, uh, I'm just a quiet one. Yeah, quiet. right. You're I'm not so quiet. quiet. You go to the freaking... Peyton face <laughs> contest. <laughs> the Devils. I go to the Devils conference down there uh, in Connecticut, huh? Face painting is evil. You know that, don't oh, you? Oh, well, you tell me all the time. It's in the Bible. It's definitely in the Bible. Really? Yes. Where in the Bible? Uh, it's where I wrote it. I mean, you better, you better write down that chapter and verse. I'll go yeah. look it up. <laughs> uh -huh. and, and what do they call prostitutes? prostitutes? Painted women. Painted women. Uh-huh. Well, you know. See, there you go. painted in a different way. What can I say? What yeah. What can I say? But uh -huh. we do that body painting, too. That's pretty Hey, what's the deal with that? I mean, is there clothes on underneath all that? The only clothing that they are wearing, and this is at this particular conference, they're more conservative. Uh, they wear pasties, and they have to at least wear a G-string. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next uh, next conference, I'll be there carrying your equipment for you. Yeah. Oh, 
oh, suddenly it's okay. Suddenly yeah, it's okay. well, I, right. you know, I don't want to criticize things unless I go, so I have to check it out. And, <laughs> you know, that's, that's my investigative you, nature. You can be my roadie. You can there you go. Roadie, Definitely. I, and I'm, I, I'm, I, I was fortunate enough this year to um, assist someone who is a master body painter. His name's Mark Reed. Right. He's you didn't get your body painted, did he? But no. Well, the top, across my uh, upper chest. Right, they, they didn't have enough painters. That was a problem. Oh, shut up. <laughs> and uh, But anyways, I did get to assist with a, with a full body painting with a master body painter, and it was very cool. Very Meanwhile, cool. I, I'm sitting here looking at the board, and I see that Leslie's been on the line for like, Oh, we're sorry, so, Leslie. We're <laughs> chatting away. Yeah, we are. But anyways, without further ado, let's bring on our, our guest. Uh, yes. she, I have known her for quite a while, and she has opened my eyes to so many things Ooh. about motherhood. And <laughs> I have learned way too many things about Facebook through Leslie. More uh, than you'd ever want to know, huh? More than I ever want to know. <laughs> she is the author of a new book called Medium Rare, which my wife gives uh, two thumbs up, so that's good. And none other, and a paranormal investigator as well, Leslie Madden, or Madden as she likes to call herself. Well, hello there. <laughs> Hi, yes, Leslie. It's Martin. Hi, how are you doing, Ann? Uh, how how nice of him to screw your name up. Oh, he does it every time. He usually calls me Madden, so yeah. it's a little well, bit well, well, well. Guys, how many years have you known her, Ron? Come on. Well, 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 well. Well. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Pronunciation doesn't matter. As long as he knows who I am when he sees me, <laughs> that's a step in the right direction. Oh, so anyway, back to, the, back to the face painting thing. Uh, yes. Clowns, clowns. They're uh, face painting. Are evil. I, I really uh, now yours is art, but clowns yes. is evil. I think there's clowns, a difference. Clowns is evil. There were a lot of clowns at this face painting conference, but they were oh, not God, in. Alive. They were not. Well, in you were the asshole. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> I don't do clown. Thank, yeah. thank you. I don't but, do um, clowns <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They uh, so many people are are very scared of clowns. I mean, they always have them in the um, the haunted houses. Like down here, we have Barrett's. They have a whole clown room every single year. I would never enter. <laughs> they, they're crazy. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Number one, number one people, people thing people say they're afraid of clowns and spiders. <laughs> oh, give me a break! <laughs> I just kill them. <laughs> I don't. I kill nothing. Not even a mosquito? You don't even kill mosquitoes? Reluctantly. Come on. You're a a good man, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Seriously. I I believe in that, that, uh, you know, Star Star, uh, Wars, Star Trek, whatever it is, uh, the force be with you. Every every force has life in in all living things. You got to remember that, you know, back in in the 70s, when I used to have my environmental company, uh, one of the objects that we used to sell was a uh, plant tracker, which was a biofeedback device for plants. And I realized then that plants have feelings too. I remember really? watching a show. I think it was called In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. And yep. they had a whole – I loved that show. And they had this whole um, episode about that. And it fascinated me. And I think I was 11. <laughs> so, but I, <laughs> But it, it really makes you think. 
It's true. Uh, I'm not kidding. It was it was actually a, a neat little thing. It, it was an audio device, so you could hear it, and you would connect the leads to the plant leaf, and uh, the plant would react to various stimuli, whether it was like smoke or uh, people walking into a room. I mean, we did the uh, uh, what was that? The the teachers' conference at the Heinz Auditorium in in Lowell, in uh, Boston, and uh, it was a huge place. But it, 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 you would see how the plants reacted to various people that that walked in. And sometimes it would scream versus, you know, other times it would purr. Yeah, you know, it was pretty interesting. Well, yeah. people can sense other people's energy, so I wouldn't. It doesn't shock me that a plant could either. So. Hmm. Hmm. So there you go. I mean, isn't it the whole thing about people who talk to their plants, that they grow better and everything? <laughs> that must be why mine are dead. Yep. <laughs> and, and nothing surprised me. I mean, any, if any self-respecting plant looked at you when your face was painted, I mean, I'd scream too. I mean, uh, hey, didn't you like my zombie face? Oh, I like your was, zombie face. Oh, you, you like painted zombie? that. Thank you. I thought that was just you without makeup. <laughs> That's right. You did leave that lovely comment. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I try. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about Leslie. Yes, let's talk about Leslie. Let's talk about Leslie. Leslie, for those who don't know Leslie, she is a woman uh, <laughs> and a mother, and uh, she has also uh, children. Can who, you hear my applause? Uh, go to school. Yeah, I'm ignoring <laughs> it. And she is also a school teacher and a medium. Mm-hmm. I wear many oh. hats. Yes, you do. So, Leslie, you want to tell us a little bit, first of all, why, what possessed you to write the book, I guess, would be the first thing, and uh, are you satisfied in your writing? Ooh, that's a Ooh, deep one. Deep questions. Well, I work with special education students, and I see children every day, you know, um, struggling with their identity and thinking they're not good enough. And, you know, I'm a big self-esteem booster. You know, that's what I do. And um, I had a hard time accepting myself. And it dawned on me, you know, if I can't accept myself for who I am, how can I do this for other people? And it's the book is called Medium Rare, A First-Hand Account of Growing Up Experience the Paranormal. But it's more about accepting yourself for who you are and what you can give. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what the journey is about. So basically, it came out of the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Because a lot of people that know me have no idea that I can that I do what I do. They have Mm -hmm. no clue. Mm -hmm. Because um, I've lived my life very compartmentalized. I had a box for family, a box for home, a box for friends, and a box for this. You know, so you know, every time I'm at work, everything is about work. Every time I'm at home, I leave everything from work behind, and everything's about home. And every time I go out on, a, on an investigation, it's the same thing. I'm focused on what I'm doing at the time. So people who don't know me in the box that I'm in at the time have no idea what the other boxes are like. So mm-hmm. That's right. That's so, right. I so, Leslie, like I mean, you wrote this. I mean, why did you write the book? Example. Why? <laughs> um, to accept myself for who I am and to help other people realize that it's okay to accept yourself for what you are and what you have to give. It's not, I'm not the type of person that sits and says, hey, look at me, look what I can do. You know, that's not what I'm about. I'm about, I'm a nurturer. I'm, I'm about, you know, you can be a, the best thing you can be no matter what you do. So 
that's basically why I wrote the book. Okay. And are, are you satisfied the, the way it came out? There are a few typos in there. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm satisfied with the way it came out. It is what it is, and um, it serves its purpose. And I liked it. And so. do you have another one you think you're going to be doing? Well, um, I, I'm not sure about that, but um, somewhere down the line, I think I will be coaxed into doing another one. So. <laughs> and the next one will probably be called Medium Well. So. Ah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love the title. So how did you come but, up with the title? Did, did you just, it just popped into your head? And Well, when cool. I was working on it, the title was Growing Up Knowing. Mm-hmm. But then I realized John Holland has a book that's very similarly titled, mm-hmm. and I'm quirky, <laughs> and I like hamburger, and huh. it just popped into my head. That's, that's the way I like my steak, and it's the name of my book. <laughs> awesome. I love that title. I love Thank it. Thank you. That's great. So you've, all, you've always been, I mean, you've always been a medium since you, you know, when did you realize that? I've always had a heightened awareness. Mm-hmm. as far back as I can remember. And um, I started, you know, remembering <laughs> about three. And that's where my book starts when I'm about three years old. Wow. And um, over the years, it, as it chronicles through the book, I just realized I could do more and more and more mm-hmm. and, and um, to what I do today. So there we have it. Oh. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. Now, I mean, in the book a little bit, you talk about, you know, growing up uh, and realizing your abilities, but still, uh, you started, well, one thing to to possess them, them, and then in reality, you started using them. Uh, You started going out investigating and and that type of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And was that a test for you, or or what? Well, I've always... I've always been drawn to it, <laughs> well, or it's been drawn to me. I'm not quite sure which. Mm-hmm. But um, when I in in the book, I talk about going on um, field trips with my kids and going on old iron sides and and sensing things there, and the parents giving me funny looks, and going to um, other field trips and thinking, "Wow, you know, that was really cool." And um, then I started going on your things, and my that's when I really started opening up. Yeah, your things, your um, Things. <laughs> Not your thing, your things. Right. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Moving right along. So, yeah, so um, I met you and I met Maureen, and I was a student. I, I just soaked in everything that you had to show me and um, realized that there was so much more. So, oh, there's always more. Yeah, and I'm still a student. I'm still learning. I'm Some still people a have asked me. People ask me, "Why do you go to that paranormal study group?" I'm like, "I don't know everything. <laughs> I'm there to learn." Right. right. You know what? That's one. Of, that's one of the reasons I have it. Is I'm there to learn as well because we really, really don't know everything. And and every time we think we do, there's a little twist that opens up and shows us we don't. And every time that we think we do, there's a little bit of ego involved. And I, yeah, I'm working on that constantly, you know. You, know, you don't know everything, Leslie. You don't know everything. <laughs> so, you know, I go to learn, you know, like with the ghost app. I thought, oh, that's a piece of garbage, you know. But then, I said you know, that. You, and, and then I thought about it. Why couldn't ghosts manipulate or spirits sure. manipulate that? Just right. like they do the obelisk. So, 
you know, it's, it's a piece of your ego getting in the way, and I'm really working on that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this, speaking about egos. Um, you've been around investigating for a, a little bit now, and you, you're pretty well known locally, I think, with uh, several groups, and yet you never join a group. <laughs> no, well, um, I've, I've only really been a part of one group, well, maybe two, but um, I don't want to tie myself down mm-hmm. because the way the groups are, not all of them, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just generalizing here, yeah. um, they get mad if you go to help someone else out, and I'm all about helping everybody out, and I don't think that it's fair that if someone goes from one group and helps out another group, um, that they are penalized for that. So I, I choose not to join a group. That way, if someone wants me to help them out, then I can do it and not, you know, have ties. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great idea. And one of the things that I, that I run into, because I am active with a couple of other groups, but I have my own group, is that, uh, you know, I think that when you have your own group, you get used to being in charge. At least I do. Mm-hmm. But not um, me. <laughs> Nobody ever listens to me. So. But, you know. <laughs> but I think I you I exactly understand what you're saying. Is that you know I'm the same way. I have my own group. So because it's my group, if I want to go help someone else or or you know co investigate something, I can go do that. And mm-hmm. and I mean, while I am a member of another group. Um, you know, uh, we have a great that's a, a great group, and they don't give us a hard time. You know, and um, I think that everybody should do that. I think everybody should just kind of go here and there and not be restricted. Exactly. Yeah. No, I don't. You don't. No. 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 I mean, and, and I don't. I believe in uh, helping out and and doing that thing. But there's nothing wrong with with doing. Being belonging to a group, especially uh, if you're there to help, I mean, as far as an investigation to help certain people and everything else, you need a team that you can count on. And if you just bring in people all the time, you, uh, I mean, there's definitely consequences that, that could happen. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about serious cases. I'm not just talking about investigating and see if a place is haunted or something. But uh, we, as New England Ghost Project, I mean, do deal with certain cases that uh, we ask to help on, and we, and we need a team. We absolutely do. We can mm-hmm. count on. Mm-hmm. So. It's true, and I think that you learn. I mean, I agree in that aspect. I think that you have to be careful who you bring along, who you invite in. Um, like my team, we all know, you know, you know, and I'm sure you know this too. I mean, you know each other so well. Right. Yeah, you that, have to have a level of trust. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Exactly. You do. Well, so, for instance, uh, you know, working with Maureen as a trans medium is not, you know, something that you want uh, somebody who's not familiar with that type of uh, uh, medium to be with. I mean, because it's dangerous for her, first of all, but not only for uh, her, but also for the person or even myself. But uh, it's you've got to know the the nuances of, of dealing uh, with a particular group, especially in that type of uh, situation. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I think in the, in that case is, is why I'm very uh, adamant about having a group that I can depend on because, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, it it, it is a uh, can be very, extremely dangerous, let's put it that way. So, I mean, there are many times. I mean, for instance, just give you an, a, 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 for instance, uh, we were doing an investigation in Maureen, and I and I think Thermal Jam, were, we were on top of this huge rock. We were about 30 feet in the air, and uh, there wasn't really a lot going on, but uh, she wanted to go up there because she thought she could be, make contact better. So anyways, we're up there, and she was actually sitting on the edge of the rock, and sure enough, she began trans-channeling. Uh, now, if anybody has seen her trans-channel before, realize one of the things she does is she kind of backs away from people. And in being on the edge, if she backed away, she would certainly be dropping 30 feet uh, to, you know, definitely be in her. Uh, so I was able to look at just that at Dan and just give him a, a signal with my eyes. And, and when, at that moment, we just grabbed her and threw her on the ground and jumped on top of her. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> But in reality, I mean, that's I mean that's something that I needed the team to do because seriously, she could very easily have been hurt uh, by falling backwards or, or worse, tossing me over. <laughs> right. <laughs> so and that's the whole the whole idea of a team that you have each other to count on. That's a perfect example of that. Right. But um, I've never really actually been asked by any groups to hey, we want to be a member. <laughs> So, but I, I've just kind of fallen into groups before. So, seriously, there's another. I mean, yeah, really. I, I can't believe that. It's the truth. <laughs> I mean, you've hung around with so many different groups that I really, I mean, and you are a decent medium. So I don't understand that. I mean, I, I would have just assumed to our travels. Well, anyways, I know we're coming up to our break, but uh, I would just assume that you would have been asked many times to go to a, to be a group. Maybe you've got I, a weird I personality think... that I don't know about or something. I, <laughs> I, I Yeah, so there you go. There you go. So anyways, Leslie, uh, you, you want to hang on a little bit more because I want to talk about uh, our investigation the other night. I wanted to oh, I'd love to. Questions. Okay, so we're going to be coming up on the break, in fact, uh, in a few seconds. Uh, so um, we'll be right back. Anyways, um, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick on TojiNet, uh, Ghost Channel and Beyond. And we'll be right back after the following messages. Stay tuned. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. 
renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. There you go. <laughs> it was Hawaiian. <laughs> okay, I guess I guess we're back. Oh. Hey, we're back. Welcome back yeah. to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Hello. Take the pizza out of your face and listen. It's Karen. <laughs> oh, it's Karen. whatever. I'm sorry if I was crunching. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you are there. listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick. Our very special guest is Leslie Modden, the author of the book, Medium Rare. <laughs> anyway. It sounds so awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's because it is. It's a good book. My wife awesome. gave it. My wife gave it two thumbs up, and she only has two thumbs, so that's pretty damn good. That's the best <laughs> Thank you can do. Yay! Go, Leslie. Where can we get your book? Right now, it's available at Amazon.com. It's also available at my website, which is LeslieMarden.com, and that's L-E-S-L-E-Y Marden.com, and also at Wild Women Studio in Laconia, New Hampshire. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Wild Women. Yeah. Wild Women's Studio, that sounds are, awesome. Are you serious? Yep. How come I've never known about this place? It's a metaphysical store. Don't let the name fool you. Oh, dear. <laughs> Apparently you don't run in the right circles, Ron. <laughs> I do. Circles of wisdom, and of them. But a bing. Boom. Anyway, speaking of uh, Circles of Wisdom Andrew, recently, uh, last weekend, we did a ghost hunt at the Inn Magnolia in Gloucester, Massachusetts. <laughs> and uh, one of the young ladies that was there uh, was our guest tonight, Leslie Bond. Me, me, me. Mm-hmm. So, so Leslie, uh, this, this is the first time you went to this place, right? Yes, it was. Okay. So let me let me first ask you preparation before you knew you were going there. Mm-hmm. How did you prepare? I had a meditation and I opened up my chakras, and then I arrived. <laughs> That's all that was, I do. Okay, there you go. Now, do you carry any equipment with you, or are you just strictly rely on your sixth sense? I have my pendulum with me always. Mm-hmm. I, it's like my buddy, my rock. And um, I usually have some crystals in my pocket just to ground me. I have like a hematite and an amethyst and a still bite. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that, that's my equipment. Okay. Speaking of uh, crystals, by the way, if uh, anybody wants to sign up for our newsletter, which is free, uh, we do have the uh, gem of the month in there, and we actually talk about 
uh, a gem each month and the special powers and so forth that it has. And there's a great little article on uh, cemetery tripping by my good co-host here in Kerrigan. And also, I believe, uh, Thomas D'Agostino uh, uh, writes a piece as well on haunted places. And, of course, Bala, Bala has uh, Beyond <laughs> Bizarre as well. And uh, we have the picture of the month and a bunch of little neat stuff in there. So that's free if you sign up from our, our uh, website. And there you go. Leslie, so, can, can you tell me those crystals that you carry, what um, is the significance of those crystals? When I buy them, I look them up, and I think, oh, I need that, and I put it in my pocket. Um, I do know that the, the spill bite is uh, for your third eye, mm-hmm. and I just love the energy that I feel off the amethyst, so I always have that with me, and the hematite is the protection stone. Ah, okay. okay. I think I have some of that upstairs. <laughs> Every good girl should have some hematite. <laughs> and boy, and boy. I believe and boys. Actually, actually, hematite is excellent for uh, your heart. Uh, so, you know, if you do have heart problems, hematite is a excellent, excellent stone to carry. Oh, okay. I actually have a hematite, 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 hematite <laughs> necklace that I, necklace that sounds kind of Peggy. Uh, <laughs> necklace. Can I say that? No, I can't. Okay, I take that back. Uh, anyways, I have a hematite necklace that I wear on investigations with a hematite cross on it. Uh, used for granite. That Maureen oh, gave That's another piece of equipment that I carry. I always have my um, my St. Michael and my, my cross on as well. There you go. So so there you go. So anyways, uh, let's go back to last Saturday uh, night and... Uh, you went to the ending glosser, and I mean, are you picking up things on the way down there? Uh, are things, you know, popping in your mind, or are sometimes you... that does happen. Sometimes I start um, getting images or, or thoughts in my head before I get to a place, but it didn't happen for the magnolia. Okay. Hmm. And so you go to a place, you come in, as soon as you walk in, what happens? I gave Ron Kolek Jr. a kiss and said hello. <laughs> oh, good. Pay the gods. That's good. <laughs> but after that, you know, after I, I come into a place and I just settle in a bit, then I start feeling energy. Okay. And um, the first thing that I started feeling at the end was a man with a drinking problem, with, and I called him cirrhosis man because I could feel my liver. Oh. Really? <laughs> you might have been picking up on me. Cirrhosis man. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. <laughs> It wasn't you, <laughs> but I knew I knew that cirrhosis man was there when I was sitting there, and you were giving your your opening. My opening. Yeah. I was actually talking to Laura, uh, who was there as well, and we mentioned that uh, there was a couple there that had a little bit of adversity between them, and uh, Laura and I believe it was Mary Lee, who was uh, who I'm going to have on the show. By the way, she is a. Uh, she does house clearings and stuff, which is kind of neat. Uh, but anyways, they were actually picking up on uh, conflict. So I was wondering, were they picking up conflict from a, a spirit that was there, or were they actually just reading the conflict of the participants? Mm. Mm. It's a mystery. Things that make you go, hmm. Uh. So anyways, uh, we uh, we definitely did a few things there. Uh, the the Several things I want to talk to you about. Uh, 
first of all, when you did go around uh, to the various parts of the inn, did you, other than cirrhosis, man, did you pick up in, <laughs> any other spirits? I did, and I don't know if you still have the pad of paper that I wrote on, because I left my notes on there because you said you wanted them. I don't know if Jan threw them away, but <laughs> you have them. I don't know if you have them handy. Um, as soon as I, we took the tour and we got to the top of the stairs, I noticed right away that I had weak legs. My legs oh. were weak. Ah, this oh. is interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, and they were kind of noodly. And um, as we walked through, I uh, got a headache, and then it changed from headache to pressure, and then changed to head injury. So oh. I think there was a head injury in, in the upstairs up there. Um, there was also a room um, on the top, top floor um, where I went through and I got a jabbing pain in my stomach. And oh. I don't know what that was all about, but it was... It just happened. It, was, ah! <laughs> it made me go, ah, out loud. It oh. was so forceful. Um, and there was another room where I got um, a pain in my knees, but I wasn't sure if it was a vascular pain or a bone pain. So. Okay. Now, now, the interesting thing about this uh, this place is originally in, in uh, Halloween we did it. We had a slash Halloween party investigation there, which was kind of cool because we did the time warp dance again and again and again. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, Maureen actually picked up on a uh, a boy who uh, uh, was suffering from, I, I think it was polio or something, and he actually had a leg brace on it or something. And several times uh, the people that have been there, they have had problems with their legs. And one thing we did find out that there was, uh, I'm not sure if it was the son of one of the owners or a son of the guest of the place, they actually built an elevator into the end so that the boy could travel between floors because the stairs were so difficult to furrow. And uh, Jamie, who's the caretaker there, also hears uh, the walking of, like, you know, a studded walking of a... Uh, a person uh, many times at night. So, wow! Woohoo! Validation! Woohoo! <laughs> now, I yeah. think not. Now, they still have that elevator. Is the the elevator? The elevator shaft, yeah, which is really interesting because the first time I went to that place, um, I uh, was they were giving me a tour of the place, and and the elevators have been shafts have been converted into like closets and things like that, and. Uh, as I was walking around, I stopped and I said to Amanda, I says, uh, is there an elevator here? Because I definitely heard an elevator. But mm -hmm. there was an elevator but at one time, but it's no longer functioning. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Coincidence? I think not. I, I bring that up because um, one of the places that we've investigated at the East Bridgewater Town Hall, uh -huh. the elevator likes to go up and down by itself. Really? Nobody's, nobody's there. Um, and that was a similar story where uh, the woman who lived there, they built one of the first elevators, you know, working elevators in the United States because um, she was crippled and needed to get, you know, between the floors. So mm -hmm. that's why I asked about the elevator. Very interesting. So there you go. Another interesting thing we did that night is we did a thing called psychometry, which I actually have been learning to say the word properly, <laughs> which has helped in a lot of cases. And, yeah. and Leslie, of course, uh, was very good at it. She wrote several pages of notes on it. <laughs> I should take up shorthand. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so what did you think of that whole psychometry exercise? I thought it was interesting that a lot of us came up with similar similar things. Uh, and what... a lot of and a lot of people who seem to you know claim to have no ability whatsoever were spot on with some things, like the woman on the couch who had the nails and the tea decanter. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so I think we should explain to our audience what psychometry is. Oh, the audience means Anne wants to know what psychometry. No, I know what it. <laughs> Come on, give me a little, just a little itty bitty bitty piece of credit. Come on. Okay. Okay, and why don't you explain it then to our well, audience? Well, that's when you 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 get readings from an object, right? From holding an object. Uh huh. Okay. And why do you get readings from an object? Because there is uh, what do they call that residual uh, energy in that object. Really? Did I get it right, Sensei? Uh, Leslie, did she get it right? I believe she did. Oh, yay! See, I'm not ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Do I have to talk more? No. About, okay. I just thought I'd check. You, you've talked way too much as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, speaking about energy and so forth, and, and that's the idea that certain objects retain energy, and, and you can read them. When I, when I first... Uh, you know, for instance, uh, John Zaffis has a whole bunch of haunted items and everything in a, in a museum. Yeah. And when I first heard, got into the paranormal and I heard about that, I thought, well, yeah, right. If I was a freaking ghost, I wouldn't be hanging around, uh, you know, a toothbrush or something. It's like, you know, I've got other things to do. But then I realized, you know, relying on my Catholic religion that, uh, you know, what are saints' relics? But just objects that were held by a saint or, or connected to a saint. So I guess objects can retain energy, and therefore uh, they can be haunted, or they can uh, be read through psychometry. You get ten points as well. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And, and speak, speaking of that, I, I was just happened to uh, watch the news tonight, and Shaq has one of these bracelets on that has holographs in it that supposedly makes your energy feels better and everything. So interesting. Talk mm-hmm. about energy and mm-hmm. energy feels. So there you go. Right. My husband wears one of those. It's called Does he Renew. Really? Yeah, and um, he swears he hasn't been sick since he's worn it. And he thinks his balance is better, and he thinks, you know, it, it evens him out. Wow. He started wearing it shortly after he um, got his hip replaced. Really? So. Yeah, he swears by it. Oh, maybe I should get one for my husband. <laughs> maybe you should get one for you, dizzy blonde. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, yeah. for your, for your vertigo. For I mean, my vertigo. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Mm, whatever. <laughs> okay. So, so, anyways, uh, Leslie, uh, we, we were talking about that. Da, 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 da. Okay. Or was that psychometry, right, and everything? So uh, there was one other thing we did is we we did a makeshift uh, psychomanthium chamber, and it, it was kind of lame. But uh, did you? It was it, it was effective. It wasn't it wasn't lame at all. I uh, had quite an experience. Lame, lame being the way I designed it, I really didn't have. 
too much I could do with it. So, yeah, it, there are better better ways of doing it. But it was, yeah. So, anyways, did you have an experience with it? Um, I sat down and I saw myself in the mirror for about, oh, three seconds. And then um, my head disappeared. <laughs> And there was a car that went by, and the car's headlights reflected against the wall behind me, and as the car headlights went past, I swear to God, they went past where my head should be, and there was no head there. <laughs> it, was, it was quite odd. <laughs> and um, then my outline came back, and um, you know how they show those um, videos of the Beatles where um, it'll be John and then Paul and then Ringo, and they all have different faces and they're, you know, uh, different poses? It was yep. sort of like that. But um, there was a man with a beard. There was a man with a mustache. There was a lady with long hair. There was another woman that I couldn't see her face. And it just flashed, 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 flashed right before my eyes. Cool. And um, we were supposed to be in there for quite a while, but it seemed like, I don't know, five minutes. <laughs> it was my turn to get out. So it was pretty cool. Wow. Mm, it was it's a, it's a neat experience, and the cool thing about it is you can do them at home. But like everything else, you do have to be careful anytime you deal with uh, that type of thing. You, you know, it, it's interesting that people who do yoga and uh, people who meditate uh, sometimes have paranormal experiences because they are actually opening themselves up. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did not. I open myself up every day. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not know that, but it makes sense. It, it really does. I mean, there are so many times that we will get calls from people who uh, we do investigations and, and they'll have experiences while they do a meditation or yoga or whatever. It's <laughs> And mediums, so we get calls from mediums as well, which I always find interesting. But it makes sense, though. I mean, you are opening yourself up, so there you right. go. You're opening yourself up, and you're very, you're focusing. You're really, really focusing, I think, on what you're doing, you know? Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. I become more aware. There you go. So, (laughs) Leslie, (laughs) back to the young lady. Now, you have been paranormal investigating for how long now? Three years. Okay, three years. We are talking. Yeah. We we are talking. Leslie Madden, the, the author of uh, Medium Rare, her new book, which is available on uh, her website, lesliemadden.com, and also Amazon as well. So there you go. But uh, so so three years. And do you find that it's always changing, or, or do you find it's pretty much the same all the time? It's always changing. Every time I go on an investigation, I learn something new. Um, there's always new technology coming out. I really love the little laser pointer thing. Ron Jr. was playing with that in the basement. Love that. Um, the obelisk is cool. But Frank's box is cool. I mean, there's always something new coming out. And um, and everyone's, you know, always trying to explore new ways to communicate and new ways to find out if there's actually something on the other side, which I already know there is. But, <laughs> but we have to prove it to skeptical people. Um, you but, um, So it's always changing and it's always exciting and it's always interesting right now when you when you do go into the investigation do you feel you're protected i do 
I do feel I'm protected. Um, I always say a prayer before I go in. Um, I have my spiritual team around me that protects me. Um, I, I feel very safe. Okay. And uh, we already asked you about if you had another book on the way in. You don't at this time, but uh, you might. I might. You might. You might. I might write. (laughs) But go ahead. What um, What other investigations have you done, Leslie, that stand out? Anything that really just stands out in your mind? Oh, and anyone, any of them with me, I wasn't sure. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe on ones that Ron wasn't there. I've been on informal investigations that were really quite awesome. Um, I've been places, uh, I went to the underground vaults in Scotland, in Edinburgh, Scotland. Fantastic. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, so much stuff going on down there, so much. Um, but... Um, there was also this investigation that I went on with a team, and we went to investigate a funeral home where the people who came to mourn dropped dead. And I thought, oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I don't know what? if I want to go do that. What? <laughs> wow. But Seriously? it turned out. God, that's what I was told. And when I got there, there was nothing kooky going on whatsoever. There was a... <laughs> lovely spirit of an old older gentleman there that was a family member um and there was um it was it was a great investigation because a lot of information was um brought forth that was true and exact and that's what I'm all about so <laughs> i want to bring you know valid valid truth that people can say yes that that's what happened and that's who that is and things like that so Go back to Scotland. Wait, go back to Scotland for a minute. What are the underground vaults? Tell me, tell me. Underneath Scotland are these underground caverns where um, there used to be people under there. Um, there were blacksmiths under there. There were also um, drug lords and hey, prostitutes. And, Mr. Leslie. What? Where are you in Scotland? Scotland's a freaking big country. <laughs> I said Edinburgh. Oh, there you go. Yet no, I didn't Edinburgh hear Edinburgh vaults. Okay, but, there you go. Okay, that's good. And, yeah. um, you know, the energy down there is, is you go into one area and it's, um, you, you know, dark and dismal. You go into the next area and it's scary. You go into the next area. It's just every, every step you take, there's new energy. And it was fantastic. So it was like a little... Like a community down there, like yeah, they yeah. lived there. Um, I do believe that some people lived down there. Wow, um, because you know they were homeless and they lived down there. Oh, but I there see. were also tradespeople down there. There were blacksmiths and um, uh, right, shoe right. repair people and cobbler. Oh, you know, God, that's crazy. Never, yeah. never heard of that. So that that's neat. Very neat. Actually, it was a whole whole thing. There was a bridge there as well where uh, they used to live under the vaults under the bridge and the ex-foundation of the bridge that was in Edinburgh. Uh We had a gentleman on Ghost Chronicles International who uh, does tours of uh, Edinburgh, and he told us quite a bit of information, which was kind of freaky because all these these uh, vaults and everything began uh, the the shops and stuff began to get abandoned and they were taken over by other people. So cool stuff. That is neat. Quite a bit of thuggery going on down there too. Thuggery. Yes, I love thuggery. 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 
<laughs> agree. <laughs> and and actually, I do want to mention that uh, I am in Leslie's book as well. So I am quite honored for that. I I was really taken back when I read uh, that section. <laughs> well, John, you have been a big part in my development, and I. Thank you for everything that you've taught me and allowed me to experience. So a big thank you to you. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh. The interesting thing, she she has been around me for for almost three years now, uh, and she still comes back, which is pretty weird. (laughs) (laughs) Despite you. Despite you, she returns. (laughs) I mean, despite the the number of co-hosts that I've had on this radio show alone, I mean, you would think. (laughs) But anyway, in fact, fact, I do want to mention that Leslie actually co-hosted with me a couple of times, didn't you, Leslie? Yes, I have. I have Mm -hmm. indeed. Ah. And they were fantastic shows. (laughs) Of course they were. Of course. (laughs) But anyway... I know that we are just about out of time, Leslie, so uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the the show. Thank you for having me. I'm honored that you asked. And and once again, her book is Medium Rare. It is available on her website, which is lesliemodden.com. Friend her on Facebook as well, and you'll get the -the up-the-minute notices of everything she does. God, I, I got to tell you this: you have absolutely a huge fan in Jim, Jim Stonia. Oh, really? He has you connected to his iPhone, so every time you post something, wow. it goes directly to it. And he he says, "Oh, let's see what Leslie's doing now." <laughs> Honest to God, I, I kid you not. He is absolutely fascinated by your updates, and he he. All the time. I forget what he calls it, the the Leslie line or something like that, but it's always, uh, let's see what Leslie's doing now. (laughs) Well, I tend to be a little creative. (laughs) It's just my nature. And I put some bizarre things up there on my set. I've noticed that. (laughs) I do. do. It's the truth. Hey, that's all right. Oh, there's the bell. Well, Leslie, thank you so much. Once again, Leslie Martin, uh, LeslieMartin.com, and also Medium Rare on Amazon. Can I just say that I'm going to be at the Mind, Body, Heart, and Soul Expo on February 5th at the Radisson Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire. I'll be selling my books there. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, Elizabeth Foley invited me to come, so yay. Sweet. Yes. Very nice. Elizabeth, I think I know her. I think you do. I think we do. I met Elizabeth. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, yeah, so good luck, and uh, we'll see you there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Leslie. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was cool. Yes, that was very nice. Well, really we nice ran out of time, Leslie. though. My goodness, we did. Look at that. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I do want to invite, uh, we are having, speaking of Jim Stonier, he is doing Dining with the Dead on Monday at the Wyndham Restaurant, and we will be talking EVPs, and I guess we're going to end the night doing a couple of EVP sessions and see if we can contact Jacob and the rest of the gang there at the uh, Wyndham Restaurant. So that'll be kind of fun. Tell me what you quick. Too bad you a little closer. I know. I'm mad I can't go. Mm. You're too far away. Yeah, Who's I know. Jacob, did he die there? Did he own it? What was he? Oh, uh, Jacob's this dude down here does not like me. Really? Oh, yeah, big time. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like you. 
I'll kill him. Except now he's dead, so he's on the other side, and he doesn't like mm. you. But what does he do to you when you're up there? He doesn't like me at all, besides stealing my money. He steals your money? Yeah, he stole 20 bucks on me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's a thief. Toss me across the room. Yeah, he's a, he doesn't no. like me at all. Yeah, he doesn't he's like me. Go, he's, a, he's a mean ghost and a thief. Nice. Well, nice. that's a nice guy. <laughs> well, I do wish it wasn't so far away from me because uh, I would love to go there. Love to go there, but mm. I have to take well, like half the day off. <laughs> I know it. So anyways, we actually have a new project that Ann and I are working on. Yeah. Or, and we we should get going on it. <laughs> yes, we should. We should. We're going to. We will. Mm-hmm. We shall see. We have heartbeats. So anyways, we want to thank everybody for listening and uh, tune in next week. And uh, anything you want to say before I pull the plug in this whole thing? Uh, nope. Just thanks to Leslie. We really enjoyed talking to her. It was a great show. Right. We want to thank all the people in the chat room. and uh, Michelle, thank you. So good to see you again. And uh, Ghost Girl and all the rest of them. And I guess it's time to say good night and God bless. Good night, everyone. From ghoulies to ghosties. Long-leggedy beasties and things that go bump. <laughs>